In November, a company called Tokens.com bought 116 parcels of land for around 1.2 million US dollars. Only, that land wasn't really land, and Tokens.com didn't buy the land with cash. The plots are actually located in Decentraland, a metaverse or online virtual world. Tokens.com bought up 116 plots for around 618,000 mana, a cryptocurrency used in Decentraland. Tokens.com is one of many firms that have started buying up virtual real estate in the metaverse. But what exactly are these firms using this land for? And is it actually real estate? This is Deconstruct, a podcast by The Real Deal. But first, let's back up a little bit. What exactly is a metaverse? A term that was used in a book in 1992 called Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. And it's a very famous book, uh, science science fiction book. But metaverses have been around for a while. If you ever played, um, you know, video games where you were in three-dimensional worlds, I think it was called Vice City Grand Theft Auto. That was a metaverse. That's Andrew Kegel. He's the CEO of Tokens.com a publicly traded firm that invests in cryptocurrency and other digital assets. The Sims, Second Life, all of those were really different forms of metaverses because a metaverse is really just sort of a 3D video game type environment that you use an avatar to wander around with and that you use your computer to do that. What got me fascinated with the new metaverses is that they're built on blockchain technology. It's really you know what's referred to as Web3. What that means is that there's an ability to have ownership in these virtual worlds, which is something that's different than we've seen before. If you were playing Grand Theft Auto or Second Life, you didn't really have an ability to have ownership that was verifiable via the blockchain. The ability to have ownership leads you to have the ability to own assets within these virtual cities, which is referred to as real estate. And that's how you make that connection. He walked me through what Decentraland looks like and how exactly these plots of land are put up for sale. Decentraland has 90,000 parcels that build the city and each parcel is equals to 52 square feet. So if you want to figure out the size of the city in real terms, it would be 90,000 times 52 in square feet. That equals around 4.7 million square feet. Out of the 90,000, approximately half are untouchable meaning they're part of the beautification of the city. It's the fountains, the rivers, the sidewalks, the forests, things like that. The other 45,000 are the ones that are available for purchase and development. Now, they've already all been purchased. They have not all been developed. I would estimate probably 15 to 20% of Decentraland has been developed. But you can buy those. And there's an open form where you can buy those pieces of land. And each one is unique. Each one has a different value. Location is one of the key things in buying land in the metaverse, because if you're in the downtown core, there's more visitor traffic. If you're in the suburbs, there's not a lot going on. That land is less valuable. But nonetheless, out of the entire sort of puzzle board, there's only 45,000 parcels available for development or ownership. So, Andrew, why did Tokens.com jump into buying land in the metaverse? We started looking at it last year and we started buying things there. We bought uh, and put together a company called Metaverse Group, basically to accumulate a whole bunch of real estate assets across various metaverses. 
And so my belief was that having ownership of these blocks going into the future as more people congregate in these environments would become extremely valuable. So I think a lot of people are skeptical about virtual real estate. And I think one of the largest areas of concern is scarcity. There's demand for physical real estate because supply is not limitless. I guess my question for you, Andrew, is how can you actually have scarcity in these virtual worlds? Can't someone just, you know, build a new virtual world with an infinite number of plots? Similar to Bitcoin only has 21 million Bitcoin. The metaverses are equivalent to really a puzzle. If you think about how a puzzle has various pieces, but there's a border, you can't grow beyond that border. And the metaverses that are out there today, built on the blockchain, are the exact same way. They're programmed to be constrained. They're programmed to have scarcity, just like real land. However, you're right in that many other metaverses can be created. Right now, there's a couple hundred thousand people wandering around in these metaverses that are limited in size. But once there's a million people or a billion people wandering around in these metaverses, what's going to be the value of these pieces that you can buy within them that are limited in scope? Just like you might have a, a neighborhood that has high traffic like a Fifth Avenue or Rodeo Drive or Bond Street in London, people know that they can go to these areas. And if you're a retailer, you set up, you're going to have a volume of visitor traffic, foot traffic in those neighborhoods. So we're having a conversation right now with one of the largest running shoe brands in the world that wants to enter into a three-year lease with us on our property to create a virtual storefront where they can link and sell real products, real merchandise from the physical world, as well as NFT merchandise. So it's more than just a billboard. It's interactive. They can actually staff it with virtual avatars, with real people behind them that can act as salespeople. Tokens.com is planning to use its virtual real estate in Decentraland to hold events, like a virtual fashion week in April. The firm is hoping luxury brands will be in attendance and will drive traffic. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're still a little bit confused about what exactly virtual real estate is, you're not alone. Help me here. I don't see it. Virtual real estate WTF. That was a comment left on an Instagram post by The Real Deal last week. At or Trap House on Twitter recently posted, they're really hiring real world real estate agents to sell virtual property in the metaverse. That's mind blowing to me. Some say that real estate in the metaverse shouldn't really be considered real estate. Metaverse real estate is not real estate, not at all. It's pixels, it's dedicated pixels inside a video game-like environment. The reason we call it real estate is because it's the closest simile we could think of. That's Janine Yorio, the CEO of Republic Realm. Yorio started Republic Realm last year as a vehicle that invests in metaverse assets and NFTs, or non-fungible tokens. Republic Realm is now one of the largest owners of digital real estate and owns more than 3,000 NFTs. It's also a developer of virtual real estate. Even though she does call it metaverse real estate, Janine says it's only for a lack of a better term. I think the biggest problem with metaverse real estate today is the nomenclature. Because it's such an obtuse concept, the early 
the early pioneers in the space decided to call this metaverse real estate for lack of a better way to explain it. And therefore it's drawn all of these comparisons that are honestly not applicable. The easiest way to think about the metaverse is to replace it with the word, word internet. So you start to understand the enormity of what the metaverse will be. Then when you think about metaverse real estate, the closest analogy, which isn't a perfect one, is really domain names. Similar to what Andrew was saying earlier, even though you could have an infinite number of metaverses, not all of them are going to take off, and it's really about the demand for that specific plot of land or experience in the metaverse. There are infinitely many domain names, right? But abc.com is worth more than you know, 56 letters that don't spell anything that you can't pronounce and could never remember. So the fact that is that is there are infinite possibilities does not mean that they're all infinitely good or equally as valuable. And Janine says just because a metaverse has artificial scarcity doesn't mean it'll automatically be in demand. So it's about user traffic and how sticky that platform is and how many eyeballs it sees a day. And then you have to keep in mind, okay, that particular metaverse, that particular platform is getting lots of traffic. And then within that platform, there is a certain scarcity. But it's not an easy formula where just because one platform has fewer plots of land, the land is more valuable. It's a function of many different qualities. Janine also says investing in metaverse real estate is really about investing in technology and finding metaverse developers that are doing something new and exciting. It's not, she says, like investing in real estate. So when you think about investing in metaverse real estate, stop using the word metaverse real estate because it's confusing people. And it makes the the biggest pet peeve I have is it leads people in the real estate industry to think that they ought to be participating in it. And they are completely ill-suited. It's venture capital. It's tech investing. It is crypto investing. It's lots of things, but it's not real estate investing. And I wish the industry would stop using this word. There is no NOI. There is no cap rate. Comparables are helpful, but not the only thing you can look at because you really need to think about this like an early stage venture capital technology investment where you need to look at the team, look at the competitive landscape, understand the relative valuation, how competitive that particular space is going to be, and basically handicap what you think the likelihood is that this particular platform that you're buying land is is going to persist and and succeed long term. Though this hasn't stopped real estate developers from wanting a piece of the virtual pie. They call me. They're like, you know, I own 50,000 garden style apartments in Houston. I'm going to build them in the metaverse. Or I own 14 hotels in the Northeast Corridor. I'm going to build them in the metaverse. And I have to disabuse them of the notion that anybody will care when they build their thing in the metaverse. Why would anybody want to go to your garden style apartments in the metaverse? I barely want to go to them in the real world. So the metaverse has to be, by definition, more exciting than anything else you can do because you have to choose it over doing nothing, sleeping, doing your job, watching Netflix, playing video games. The metaverse has to give you something you can't find anywhere else. For some real estate developers and owners, the metaverse can be a way to promote and expand a portfolio. Take what Jamestown, the owner of the 25-story landmark One Times Square in New York City, has done. Last year, the real estate investment firm bought plots of land in Decentraland and has built a virtual version of One Times Square there. Michael Phillips, the CEO, told me this idea was born out of the pandemic when people couldn't attend New Year's Eve celebrations in person. When we were faced with the fact that the world was was shut down, we looked at ways to create a virtual experience. And so 2020, we launched a virtual New Year's Eve that had art, concerts, the Times Square blocks built out. 
an ability for you to have an avatar and to, to move into other spaces uh, like uh, portals into the Disney store and, uh, and up into the building and um, the ability to customize your avatar and to, um, and to engage with the streaming um, of content from New Year's Eve, but also a full array of games and engagement tools. Rolling into 21-22 New Year's Eve, um, we launched a metaverse in the Central Land with, uh, with One Times Square and the Southwest Quadrant and, um, of the Central Land. And we um, had, you know, incredible kind of reception over New Year's and that will just continue to build quarter over quarter as we build out more detail and experiences. So, Michael, with physical property, you make money through leases, right? I was wondering how exactly a real estate firm makes money through owning virtual real estate. I think it's about content, right? I mean, I think content is still king no matter where you are, whether it's, you know, the, 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 the tenants or experiences in a piece of real estate or the way it's renovated and branded or in, the, in, in this case, some of the most valuable real estate has been digital ad uh, digital ads on billboards certainly in Times Square or placement in in uh, social media or on the internet over the last 10 years so I think that certainly communicating and and engaging with customers and creating a customer acquisition experience in the metaverse the way the real building does in life in the, its physical presence is one way to do that. And I think that makes the land more valuable, um, certainly. And the more traffic on the streets in the metaverse, the neighboring buildings and projects and parcels all become, uh, become more valuable. Michael is hoping the existence of one Times Square in Decentraland will bring people to the real thing. So I think we see that as, a, as an extension of our marketing and of our brand experience and ultimately something that drives revenue to the real estate. And in the metaverse, the parcels that we um, build our sites on become more valuable. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really, it all comes down to location, 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 whether you're uh, in New York city or whether you're in Decentraland. For this episode, I actually took a walk through Decentraland, which is where most of this transition music comes from. I also took a look at the platform's online marketplace, where you can bid on plots of land. Right now, a 34 plot of land is up for sale in the music district of Decentraland for 340,000 mana, worth about 690,000 US dollars at the time that I'm recording this. Another full parcel plot is up for sale for 1 million mana, about 2.1 million US dollars. Think that's expensive? Well, it is on a main road and very close to Decentraland's prime Genesis Plaza, the center of the virtual world. Deconstruct airs every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. If you have comments on this episode or on the series, or if you have an idea you'd like to share, feel free to reach me at podcasts at therealdeal.com. 
Next week, we're talking about the death of comps in the luxury real estate market. Tune in then.